Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. everybody we're gonna lull you to sleep we're gonna take you to a little dream world just think of your deepest dreams your biggest abilities you're gonna become a dream warrior with all of us we're all gonna be the dream warriors as we discuss dream warriors nightmare on elm street part three on our second live episode from monster mania 2018 but not at monster mania 2018 for one mile movie. down the road one mile down the road um so this one, of all of the movies we watched, I have the least amount of notes for, because we also recorded a bunch of episodes for the podcast in a hotel room. Um, and I think it's just because I fucking love this movie. Like, I don't need no notes. I needed notes. I didn't just see I it. I lived it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the best part is that Stephen made my entire body turn green with envy by bringing a sweet Nightmare on Elm Street VHS. <clears throat> it's got, like, the Dokken... MTV video on it? Yes, this VHS actually has a story as well. When I first saw this movie, it was in 1989, I believe, and my older brother came home after buying it, and he's like, what are you doing home? And I'm like, I'm home from school because I pretended to be sick. And he's like, well, you're going to watch this and be a man. (laughs) And I was like, okay. And it was awesome. But even better than that, this is his because I stole it from him. <laughs> so fuck you, Brian. So we're going to do something a little Did bit different. Did you realize that both your brothers are named Brian? Just now. I mean, yeah. I heard it, him say the name Brian and it clicked. <laughs> um, Go fuck yourself. I'm not doing this podcast. <laughs> uh, so we're going to be a little bit like Analog Jones for a split second, uh, which is the podcast that Steven hosts. Uh, was there any good trailers at the start of the Nightmare on Elm Street 3 VHS tape? Uh, no, and <laughs> I it was pissed because I was like, oh, this is going to be some great ones, new line. You know they're going to stick it with this one. And then it was just like media started. And I was like, oh, no. No, no, trailers, no trailers at all? 
No, Bach but disappointment. I mean, usually on our podcast when we're doing VHSs, we get spectacular trailers, and this one was very disappointing. But we did get a good quote, which I could not find. Is this real? From the very beginning of this, it says, "Sleep those little slices of death. How I loathe them." Edgar Allan Poe. I mean, it sounds. I, I think I saw that as a title card. Is yeah, that right? yeah, it pops up as a title card. I mean, I don't know Edgar Allan Poe's work by heart, but that seems in line with the things that he wrote. Yeah, yeah. But like, <laughs> nothing gets me more hype than the old school red and black flashing New Line cinema. Oh, with such like, a the good. Lines yeah, between, so like, good. Nothing, nothing. Like my wife can be like. I'm going to give you a million dollars and sexual favors. And I'll be like, yeah, but are you going to show me the flashing new light cinema? <laughs> well, it didn't have any well, of the trailers. show you that before the sexual favors. See, instead of, instead of putting trailers <laughs> on this, though. projected on the wall. Instead of putting trailers, though, they did put the entire music video at the end. Oh, yeah. And it is awesome. <laughs> My biggest problem with a music video is the, the screaming from the movie that they added on top of and very poorly mastered with like it's mixed so high that you can't hear anything except for your like speakers reverberating over top of that last chorus I think it is yeah but it's like the no I'm sorry it's the of the bridge right like the best part of the song is like sweet repent yeah that's bridge. where all the screams are yeah yeah, well, um, you can barely see the music video on this it's VHS. It's so dark and grainy. <laughs> so like, if you nasty. watch it on, on YouTube, it's the exact same. As <laughs> it's almost at, like at the very end of the tape, they just kind of like, oh, there's only shit tape left. Nah, just stick the music video on it. We don't know. Whatever. Um, so the movie starts off with Christy listening to the second best talking song from the, from the movie, Into the Fire. Ooh. As she's okay, so, uh, making a paper so mache of the Kruger house. This, this album... Is uh, back to the back to the attack, right? I think so. Yeah, I'm pretty positive that this is back to the attack, and um, so this is Dawkins' best record. It's got so many good songs on it. Like I, unironically love this record, and anybody that even remotely likes Dream Warriors, listen to Back for the Attack. It is a really good record, and George Lynch, the guitar player for the band, is just stupidly talented. So we get our first of, like, I mean, this movie, there's very little in actual, like, things that I want to discuss that aren't just, like, let's just talk about all of the dream sequences. Because, like, they kind of all just link the story together anyway. Like, any time that they're not in a dream, they're just having exposition. Yeah, so, yeah this like, movie is way too much exposition to be a good film, but it still is a good film. Like, I don't even know how it does great it. film. I also read this was the first Nightmare on Elm Street to not begin with a dream. I mean, but it kind of does begin with a dream, doesn't it? She's, like, making the paper mache. Yeah, but that's real. And drifts to sleep. Okay, fair enough. No, yeah, yeah. yeah like, okay. well, uh, what I do like about this... It's from this Fangoria, intro, I don't know. Yeah, so. well, I mean, I, I trust Fangoria. But, like, the best part about this is that we had Nightmare on Elm Street 84, right? Yeah. And then we had Nightmare on Elm Street 2, 85. 85. They rushed that one. And, and then, then they took some time. They took till 87 yeah. for Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors. And this is a return to form for the intro where, where um, she's making the papier-mâché house. Yeah. And it's exact, like, similarities. It, I would love to see a side-by-side of this and Freddie making his glove, which I think is very cool. Yeah. No, that and, makes sense. So, yeah, the first one doesn't start with a dream. Fangoria's wrong. Well, <laughs> it, it, the, let's just say the title card is the dream. Fair enough. Fair uh, enough. I, I'm sorry. The title card is itself, and then we have... In the in the original, 
Amanda Weiss yeah. running down uh, in her like white nighty and the, the goat bleeding in the background. And then what's the beginning of part two? It's been it's so- the bus. Okay, yeah. So that is like a dream sequence. Yeah. And then we have the whole movie's like a dream. Yeah, Ugh. a wet dream for all of us. But we have Patricia Arquette's character talk to her mom. Um, their she's like their hard whole hard relationship is so uneven. It is awful. Is, like, it, that, that mom is fucking Patricia Arquette up. So Patricia Arquette is like, her name's Kristen, and she's hardcore dry-chewing caffeine pills, which have to be the most bitter thing you've ever put in your mouth. <laughs> like, they are disappointment turned into a food. Like, it's just like, um, but they're like pop rocks. She's, it sounds like she's like... <laughs> I oh, yeah, like, is that where she took the spoonful of coffee and then drank it with Diet Coke? Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. She took caffeine pills, and then she took yeah. some fucking Sanka. No, I'm, not, I'm sorry, not Sanka. Sanka. The, 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 what's that dr- freeze-dried uh, coffee that my yeah, dad yeah. used to drink all in the 80s? It's that stuff. She took a spoonful, like a giant spoonful. Oh, like, I've got to read it. Yuck. Spoonful of Maxwell coffee Maxwell and Diet Coke. House. <laughs> hey, Awful. notes. They're important. Yeah. Well, yeah. so but this then is... She, she, like, still falls asleep. She still falls asleep, and this is like, I mean, I would make the strong argument that like the first nightmare has some pretty cool dream sequences. I but, love the bathroom. Scene. But I'd be hard pressed to think of a bad dream sequence inside of Dream Warriors. Like most no, of them are awesome. very great. I think that the least awesome has to do with with um, the wizard. Yeah, I would, but yeah, it's still it's it weak kills. As shit, like it's, but, it's better than. Pretty much everything in four and five, except well, for the Roach Death. Yeah, I was gonna say the Roach Death is like the the shining beacon of light throughout those two movies. <laughs> yeah, but that's what I'm saying. It's like still the Wizard is better than everything except the Roach, the Roach Death. The Roach Death super makes up for that one death where the guy gets killed by an invisible Freddy in a karate studio. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But also we have Screaming Man George to thank for the cockroach. Scene. See, we do. Um, so this uh, written by Frank Dorbot. Mm-hmm. Uh, he didn't direct, I forget who directed, oh, uh, directed by the guy who did the, the Blob remake. So it's just, and. There's not nearly enough child death it's to make Chuck it. Chuck Russell. Yeah. Chuck Russell. Chuck Russell, there we go. Uh, and then, you know, yeah, the bathroom scene is great with the, the Freddy Claws. I love it, it's thing. so like, good. Uh, this is awful for an audio medium. <laughs> like, <laughs> I love your sound effects, though. Yeah, those were great practical effects. I was really trying to figure out how they did that. There's, like, not a bad practical And it's not stop motion. That's what I want no, to know. It's, like it's, it's animatronic, and I don't know how they did it. Um, and it's not answered in the five and a half hours of Never Sleep Again. Oh, my God. It's the one question Steven I, I want to had that conversation. It's five and a half? Around. I thought it was four. It's oh, I'm making God. up numbers. It's long. It is, it is four plus. <laughs> and, and Stephen and I were talking about this while we were walking around Mania yesterday. Like, we can't finish it. Because Heather Langenkamp is obnoxious. She's awful. And I've watched it like eight times. Oh, man, I can't um, wait till you get to her in this. I got, but, a, okay, I got a note. So, so everyone thinks that Chrissy tried to kill herself, so they put her in the psych ward. And this is where we meet the whole wacky cast of suicidal characters and Cowboy Curtis, who's taking care of all of them. <laughs> and uh, they're all great. Like, this is... The, the difference between the first Nightmare and this movie with all of the other Nightmare movies is that you genuinely like every teenager that's in this movie. They're like compelling characters. You feel sorry uh, for them. Well, I would say that um, – uh, who's the strong man? Um, what's his name? Kincaid. Kincaid, thank you. He's my least favorite just because I feel what? like – He's my least favorite only because they don't really like – He's just kind of like a jive-talking motherfucker. Like, I don't like that. It's so... 
He seems like a dude who's got a wallet that says badass motherfucker on it. No, <laughs> he's only because he's written that way. In real yeah. life, if this was really written in like a better way, he would be a little bit more nuanced instead of like the jive talk. I don't I don't know because I don't know if you got to the Dream Warrior sequence and never sleep again, but that's I pretty did. much exactly how he talks in all of his interviews too. He unless also, he's just in like, character. Went the whole into time. the interview as that character. Yeah. He has the one line that I love where he's just like, he goes, you know, like, I got to live till the end, which is pretty cool, because, you know, that's great. But then, like, they killed me in the first movie right away. Like, they were like, we forgot to kill the black guy in the last movie. He's like, my family went to see the movie. I said, don't get popcorn, or you're going to miss me. <laughs> he's great. I love King Kate. But, like, because... I like him, but I feel like he's just borderline racist. That's what i I mean... Yeah, I could see that. But I do, I like, I just like that he does not give a fuck. Like, there's that one point where they're like, we're going to administer this. He's like, fuck you, you're going to administer this. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, like, the fuck you are. I think <laughs> he, he starts throwing fists and stuff. I'm like, because you know who see, wasn't going to throw fists? The, he, the wizard. Yeah. <laughs> see, I, I thought he was the impulse of, like, the entire audience watching because they were like, oh, we're going to put you down. No, fuck you. That's exactly what I said. I was like, no, 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 no. Get him, Kincaid. Get him. <laughs> I just um, yell at the screen, <laughs> and I've seen the movie like ten times. <laughs> uh, and I mean, you meet all the characters. It, it is what it is. The movie kind of takes a little bit of like a hey, here's everybody, here's the exposition. But here's then Joey we, and his nurse fetish. Yeah, but then we get into to the Freddy phallus that explodes out of the the fucking house, and like we are back in. Yeah, <laughs> like, and that is probably. I would say, like I love the cockroach death in five, but no, oh, yeah. I would say that the most memorable death in any movie in the franchise has to be the worm. But no one dies in that scene. That's the only. I thing. know, but that's but, what I'm saying. That's, like, what, yeah. that's the most fame. I, I would say that it's the most like when people think about Freddy and being like how Freddy was so kick ass in the '80s. You know, like it's the worm. I agree, and I think that it's there's such, um, it's such a dream well, sequence. Though, it's such like, a dream sequence, and it also like it was so good that whether it was intentional or not, it totally got ripped off the next year in Beetlejuice because that Beetlejuice snake and the Freddy worm, like they're care, both man. fucking awesome. Yeah, like, but the Freddy worm man. is still nightmare fuel. Yeah. Like, well, because he's got the only reason I say that they seem familiar is that they both have a very similar situation where both of them look at a person that they know who that person is and they do, like, the head nod and, like, the weird, like, evil smile. Yeah. Except then that Freddy doesn't also say, we're coming to get your daughter, bud. <laughs> He's, like, such a good movie. I wish we could do Beetlejuice. We're gonna... Oh, we Someday, dude. We'll Don't watch rip. it for the stream. Hell yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna update our trailer in a And second. who would win in a fight, Beetlejuice or Freddy? Like, my mind just exploded with that versus. And you guys were talking, and I'm like, whoa. Okay, so let's travel into 1996 and pitch it to Celebrity Death Death Match and see how it goes. Well, let's ask our 50 audience members who would win in a fight, Beetlejuice or Freddy. Here's the thing is that, like, at first I was like, that's a stupid question. Then I'm like, no. That's a really good question. We're going to need some math problems. Like, start writing that. Like, where's Russell Crowe from The Beautiful Mind? Like, we got to get him and Will Hunting together to figure this one out. Matt Damon. <laughs> Matt Damon. <laughs> All right, so we're, we're at Warm Freddy. We're at Warm we Freddy. Get, Puppet. Um, <laughs> so I love that Kristen is, like, the OG dream warrior because yeah. she's had this power to, like, bring people into her dreams. I love when... She brings Nancy into the dream by like falling into her chair. 
I love it. It's so good. And like Nancy does deserve to be in this movie. Like she's Heather Langenkamp cannot act her way out of a box. Like I I I appreciate her for the first movie, but like she's just not a good actress. She struggled to play herself in You know what? In, in the Nightmare. only thing she needs in this in this entire movie is that hair because when she walks on I was like, "Damn! Someone just got done up." And she's gorgeous. Like Heather Langenkamp is a beautiful Beautiful creature of a woman, and like, like I, I, and she I, seems like she's a genuinely sweet person. And she, from, she like, takes this, takes the responsibility of being the survivor. I mean, even though she dies, at, uh, spoiler alert for a movie, didn't no, see yeah, but like she dies at the end of this movie, more or less. But like, she is the quintessential character besides Robert England from this franchise, and she embraces it completely, and she's awesome. I don't mean to rag on her as a person, but like. When you watch Dream Warriors, you realize that when she was acting in the original Nightmare, it's not acting. She's just not a very good actress. Yeah. She's like, come on, mother. And it, it, <laughs> I, I, it, it's hard to discuss Dream Warriors without the original Nightmare. Well, I was like, so did they just keep all of her first takes? Because part of me, I was just like, because she's like, hi, don't do that. Oh, my gosh. You know, like, if we were looking at each other and we had to say I love you, it would be like, you okay. would say something, and I'd be like, Yes, Scott. I, too, love you. <laughs> Let's smooch. Perfect. On Move on to the next shot. Check, on, check out my Malaysian dream doll. This is not a set piece at all. Spectacular. <laughs> Hero prop, this is. <laughs> well, like, I feel like it makes... Welcome to Horror Movie the, Night Theater. The, so, <laughs> but, like, let's be, like, let's be realistic that, like... With as many practical effects as they were dealing with in this movie on probably a very short shooting yeah. schedule. All the exposition they, oh, yeah. was like one, two takes. Yeah. Just as get, long them as they didn't get the talking. Yeah, the, the Freddy Fallis needs to look perfect. <laughs> because there is, um, side note, there is an amazing unofficial behind the scenes of Dream Wars. I mentioned it to both of you guys this weekend already. Yeah. Um, on the YouTube, YouTube one, like right? Yeah, it's awesome. Minutes. It's yeah. all camcorder. Um, just, it's basically a dude with a shoulder-mounted camcorder videotaping them, videotaping on film a bunch of these scenes, and it's just a great background into how they did this, the, the, the practical effects for, like, Unfortunately, the Unfortunately, the sink's not there. Otherwise, you have some answers. I don't even I know. <laughs> but did you hear that? So when they showed, like, the, the Freddy... Uh, snake thing pop up so there was a cut on it where he's just like you know it kind of looks like and they cut and I'm like yeah you're going to say a dick (laughs) (laughs) especially when there's goo coming out of their mouth (laughs) I'm not sure if you remember this from the Never Sleep Again documentary but originally he was a very skin toned pink snake (laughs) and they're like yeah paint that shit green and throw some slime on it ASAP you need to goo that can you purple his head some more You just see yeah, Bob just, Shea. Like, really get on there. Bob Shea. I really like the second one, and I love that dick right there. Is that... F- oh, Freddy? Oh, okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. Um, <laughs> which one are we specking out here? So, so um, we, I, I, I do want to say that... that um, what did you call him? Uh, Ranger Bill? What was it? Uh, the, the, Cow- Cowboy Curtis. Cowboy Curtis. It's I call the character him, he played in Pee-wee's Playhouse. Right. right. I call him Kmart <laughs> Bill Maher. Okay, that works like, too. I love the, the romance. Oh, no, no, you're thinking of a different person. I'm talking Gordon. about Larry Fishburne. Oh, oh, Morpheus, <laughs> the god of sleep. No, I'm talking about Gore, Dr. Gordon. Yes, who's no, the, he is the most ineffectual doctor 
is Bill Maher. Yeah, I love exactly the like I love the romantic dinner they have at Nancy's house because Nancy is so fucked up after Johnny Depp dying in the first movie that she's like. She has him over. She makes him dinner. They're drinking wine. And then instead of being like, kiss me all over, she's like, check out my Malaysian dream doll. Like, <laughs> she is not getting touched tonight. Like, <laughs> one good way to stay awake is to bang. And she's like, I'm so awkward. Let's just talk about dreams. <laughs> um, so we jump over to the puppet death where Freddie actually... Which is so good. The Sleep puppet death puppet death. so good. But I do have a note where Joey... So, we haven't really talked that much about Joey. Joey has the inability to talk. He's a mute right now. And he runs over to a nurse to get her attention, and it is, like, straight out of Lassie. Like, she's, like... <laughs> Timmy fell down the hands, well. And he's, like, banging his hands on the table. She's like, what is it, Joey? Where do we need to go? Like, it's almost embarrassing. Like, it's almost? I mean, it's not as embarrassing as, as his nurse fetish. Yeah. I mean, well, I don't like know anything a, about fetishes or anything. a bedpan against, like, doors. It's, like, full of pits. <laughs> And the, the guy who dies, when, I, when they first show him, by the way, that is an excellent actor who got like two minutes of actual screen time because everything he was putting on screen, I was like, oh, I'm captivated by this character. Even though I've seen this a bunch of times, I was like, I hope he lives. And then, oh. <laughs> there's, uh, one, there's one thing that's really awkward to me. I think it's awesome. Like, I love this shot. <laughs> but like 90% of the movie when he's walking, or 90% of the scene, he's like walking around like a puppet. And his face looks like completely pained, but for like the very first scene where he gets picked up, he just looks so jolly. Like, it's... like he got hit by the Joker serum from like the first Batman movie, and he's just like, "Love that Joker." Like, like... And I <laughs> love how good. we've gotten Joker and Beetlejuice in this podcast. Let's keep going. Yeah, Tim Burton yeah. should have just made this but, movie. Yeah. Holy hell! Tim Did Burton's you notice? Large margins. Sorry. Did that you... scared the piss out of me as a kid. Wow. Did you notice he looked like Sean Astin? Like, I sat there, I paused my, you know, VHS, and, like, I loved it. If anyone watches this, they're like, wow, someone, like, paused it and jerked off to the Sean Astin scene. Yeah, no, no. no. You jerked off to this <laughs> face. Yeah. <laughs> you jerked off to his vinegar strokes. Mm. Ah. But, like, I, you know, that scene would be so less gross. And so less disturbing without the sound effects because the sound effects are oh, everything. It's in uncom- it is an uncomfortable yeah, absolutely. scene. But we, um, so after that death, which they rule a suicide for whatever reason. Because it looks like he jumped. It, yeah, like, it would be a lot harder to declare it a suicide if his tendons were torn yeah, out. Absolutely. Yeah, I got, yeah, Freddie didn't <laughs> like, actually pull out his tendons. But like we get everybody on uh, a, a hypnosil, which is supposed to keep them from dreaming. Yeah. Well, and wait, I want to talk about one more, uh, two more things with the puppet death. Because we kind of jumped immediately to like the actual puppet scene. But like the stop motion, little Freddy. It looks okay. Is pr- but like as a guy who just loves stop motion, I'm like, oh, I no, love I that guess. little guy. And I love, it's not the best looking shot in the movie, but I love when he's at the bell tower and there is a giant Freddy a like holding giant. a puppet like thing. You know, that's just like, Double negatives, but oh, yeah. I, I don't even it's, care. But it's such a cool effect. It, it looks fine to me. That stop motion animator, by the way, was given four days to do that. This yeah. is why we have him on. Four. He knows all the tech specs. Yeah. Like, it was absurd. Like, just to put that in comparison, like, there's parts of King Kong that we were talking about. Yeah. Like, each 30 seconds sometimes would take two weeks and that's all they were working on yeah. this guy just barely gets any time and he nails this it might not Knowing look great that, but like, for his time so it's spectacular yeah, yeah absolutely 
So, so we're at the point where everybody gets like a, a hit the cell, right? Yeah. A- and then, but um, the one girl won't take it. She wants to watch late night TV. Instead. Yeah, yeah. Um, the the girl who's like, um, what's she's going to be a star. Yeah, she's going to be on TV. <laughs> she's like the 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 Kmart Renee Zellweger character in yeah. this, um, which comes to one of everybody's <laughs> favorite lines in the seat in the franchise. My least favorite line in the franchise. I. Fucking hate Welcome to Primetime, bitch. No, because the it. first line's way better. When he's like, "Here's your big break in TV," should have just been that. Yeah. Boom. Yeah, <laughs> like it's, it's completely a disagree. Well, I no, I don't it. like I don't like Welcome to Primetime, bitch, because I've heard so many people say so many neck beard horror dudes talk about it, and they don't realize how sexualizing that is. I fucking can't stand it because they're oh. like, oh, okay. I mean, like I don't like really overtly like negative against women like and, and, and I don't like Freddie when he I like Freddie when he's a child rapist and killer but like, yeah, like yeah. when he's like a fucking like but if he calls a, la- a fine lady who wants to be a star a bitch I don't know why that rubs me the wrong way it's just so out of left field and I hate it it fucking kills well and it. it's like I I hate the idea also, just, they say she's a suicide which makes no sense yeah. who's going to like jumped head first into a TV set there, there's a TV in here, nine feet. I'm yeah. going to do it right now. I'll prove all you wrong. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to jump right into that. Like, Lois Fishburne is like, I can do that twice and not die. Yeah. Uh, it's Larry Fishburne in this? Yeah, Larry. I don't even care. It's Morpheus. <laughs> but, like, I also just hate that, like, the background of that Welcome to Primetime Bitch line is that basically they just, like, let Robert England do a bunch of different takes. And they were just like, they're all so good. Like, it's like, well, that's just fucking lazy pick one. Yeah, and I think that that might be the first, literally the first time that Fred, well, I don't know. I, I think that, too, if we kind of take it out of the franchise, we talk about three as the first time that Freddie kind of got a little goofy. Yeah. Like, oh, I think no, this is the first. This is the yeah. quippiest thing that he says. This is the first moment well, of trash. all my children this now a, in two, but, yeah. like, in three, the Welcome to Primetime bitch is, like, the first time he has... A zinger, yeah, you know, and I mm-hmm. don't like that. Well, Freddy. I like gets, when Freddie is well, scary. You know, it, like it, it gets way worse in part four. Oh, before he's like yeah. throwing sunglasses on, and like if Mentos were doing their commercials, he'd absolutely be doing like. The Why didn't thing? he do a Mentos <laughs> in 1988? Like they could have sold so many breath mints. <laughs> Freddie's going to a big interview, but he only has a red sweater, and he sees someone painted a bench green, so he rolls up. If I had a time machine, if I had a time machine, I wouldn't stop Hitler. I would go back in time, and I'd be like, Robert England, boy, do I have an idea. She's like, listen. Is that a DeLorean? Shh, Mentos. <laughs> and... Robert England, from any interview I've ever seen with him, would just be very lethargic and be like, yeah, I guess that sounds like a good idea. <laughs> he's like so, he's like benzos in human form. Like, that's exactly <laughs> what he is. <laughs> like, he's been sleeping a lot. He's a sleepwalker. I feel like he's done so many horror conventions and has met so many of his fans. But the thing he's is, he's so sweet. Like, yeah, no, it's great. I really yeah, I, The only way that I could, like, emotionally make my way through 50 days minimum of Monster Mania is to be like that. Yeah. It's to be walking antidepressants. Yeah. He, I mean... I'm I, not saying I, benzos are antidepressants. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, that's I, another reference. But I think that, like... I could be wrong, but I think Robert England is also one of those guys, kind of like a Jeffrey Combs, that came from a very theater background. He sure did. And that's yeah. what made Freddie great, but it's also meant what made Freddie terrible because yeah. he kept, like... 
he had a blank check to be Freddie because, like, when you listen, when you watch Never Sleep Again, they yeah. talk about how in two they were like, "Fuck it, we'll get anybody in a rubber suit to be Freddie," and they started shooting with that yeah, that other guy, and it was bad. it's terrible. And they were like, "We need Robert England." So, like, I get it. He and we got. Robert Earl or what's uh, Jackie Earl Haley? Yeah, who could there's have a been lot of issues. There, there's a lot of issues with that. Yeah, he like, is not the issue in that. Movie. Yeah, yeah, absolutely not him. It's the it's the the direction and the script. But like, he really is Freddie. Yeah. Like, and I think that Jeffy Combs. I, I love Jeffy Combs. Like, I I will defend Jeffy Combs and pick him over Bruce Campbell. And he day. is way more an actor. He's like, yes. Well, where is this scene going? <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah. But like, I yeah. think that. He just had. I think that Robert Englund had a a a blank canvas to be whatever he wanted, and he was just like, you know, what would be cool. Yeah. You know, what kids will think is cool. Well, but I sunglasses so, are pretty. But I disagree. I think, I think that Robert Englund was whatever you put in front of him, he would do. But as it became more, I think that the bigger blame is actually on uh, was it Rain Harlan that did part four? Yes. Like. Rain Harlan made because he even says in like Never Sleep Again he's like I wanted to bring Freddy to the the MTV generation mm, and he like, sure fucking and did as too. soon as he did that it was like well now this is who Freddy is so yeah. it's like well now because it was and we like, get that until New Nightmare and it's like once he started popping up on TV he's like well I guess this is who Freddy like well, I think Robert England is a person who could not care less about Freddy as far as like no. standing up for the rights of who Freddy should be I dis I, I disagree very vehemently because. He has a very strong stake into what Freddy should be. Right. So and now fifth grade Steven, so, who shocked his friends with a trapper keeper that had a child keeper. molester on it, and everyone <laughs> thought it was awesome. The most shocking thing about this for me, though, is that all of that really, really kid-centric marketing didn't work on me, and I had nightmares about Freddy every night. Like until, he yeah. terrified me until I watched the original Nightmare. I'm gonna hug twelve-year-old Scott. <laughs> no, it's Freddy's arms. Oh God! I just got uh, just listening. Uh, wow, what? Matt what? made it weird, uh, which is actually Matt's middle name. Matt, that's I made my it weird. Seventh Kelly. podcast. Yeah, Matt made it weird. Matt, wait. Oh my! Actually, that's way better than any of the other podcasts that you currently commentate. Um, so I have a couple lines that I want to talk about here. All right, is one of them All in my dreams? I'm a wizard master because man, I related to that one. <laughs> <laughs> I have. I, I'll get there. Um, so we have Kristen, talk, uh, Patricia Arquette, talking about um, uh, Nancy's like, you were able to bring me into your dream. And she was like, but out of context, if we just have this as sound clips, I haven't been able to do that since I was a little girl. You did that last night. That was different. <laughs> now, is this two women talking about some sort of sapphic desire that they had? <laughs> or is it her talking about bringing into her dream? I don't know. But then we have... Everybody goes into their dreams because Kristen is available to, uh, to co-opt co everybody's dreams. Taryn comes into her dream and she's got a fucking sweet-ass mohawk and switchblades in both hands and, like, cleavage. And she's like, in my dreams, I'm beautiful and bad, which is actually how I wrote it down. <laughs> B A Y U D. Yeah, yeah, bad. Um, it's like my last name, B-A-U. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. yeah, but then I have a note that I don't remember why. Freddie is totally stacked beneath his grimy sweater. Was he I think it's because he woman? just looks swole as fuck through six I think I'm talking about him having tits, though. <laughs> I don't know why. That's Freddie in my dreams, though. Well, I think it's because we got enough hate mail when we said that Kane Hodder was a fat sack of shit, so I guess you're going after 
guess you're going after Robert England. Well, this he year? did cut someone up. Yeah, he, did, he, did, he did massacre some dude. So let's talk real quick about Monster Mania while we're here. But this we, this so is like, horror movie night. Anybody anybody Mania. familiar with a little game called Telephone Pictionary? <laughs> uh, Telephone Pictionary happened in a huge way on Friday. So and yes, and today a very very like understandable accident happened with Kane Hodder. Someone gave him a machete. A real machete. A real, like, sharpened machete that he assumed... Which is so dumb. Which is a p- terrible decision. He assumed it was, like, a dulled-down machete, and he, like, did a swing and, like, cut into somebody's arm. Like, So that was the first open. story that we heard, and we're like, okay, cool. Like, two hours later, someone's like, yo, did you hear someone got straight stabbed in the parking lot? Like, it was like... like and we're like, the best part is those kids were dressed up like My Chemical yeah, Romance. Dude, but it, it literally, all I could think of when that happened is that scene in Empire Records where, like, Lucas is, like, sitting in the break room and fucking the, the pizza guy comes in and he's like, yo, Lucas, is it true that you stole a bunch of money and now the mob's got a hit after you? Like, it's like, <laughs> like, the way that that story so quickly escalated from, like, hey, this accident happened and it had to be handled to, like, there was a knife in here to, like... No one wins in a knife fight, apparently. Um, so so um, I, I did say that it must have been so awesome to work on those moving sets because... Oh, they, yeah. like, they, And they use those in Breaking 2, which is just <laughs> amazing. I just love that about this movie. That Can they, we like, just talk about that movie? We cannot <laughs> talk about Breaking 2. I'm not properly Google prepared. For I am not either. I've never watched the whole thing. I have it on oh, VHS. I know what, it's gorgeous. Scott, I know why you wrote that, because Joey flat out makes out with Freddy because he's got that nurse. He's the nurse with oh, the perfect the boobs. Now yeah. that's the part Funny. in my VHS that I can barely see. <laughs> that nurse, what nurse wears a white thong to work? Like, I've never met a nurse that's been like, fuck yeah, I wear thongs. I've never met a woman who's like, I wear thongs to work. I don't care how big your ass is. Like, no one wears thongs to work. You I'm wear literally like wearing a thong. I'm looking at right women. now. Is there anybody that's like, Scott's wrong? Well, we should not ask, me- not my Megan, but Johnny's Megan. Like, because I feel like she's like a commando type girl. <laughs> <laughs> um, you satanic bitch. So, real quick question: Does anybody know how this scene was originally supposed to play out? I hope that she tongued his balls. No, it was. <laughs> it was originally supposed to be the naked nurse with Freddy's head. So mm-hmm. it was like Freddy with the. That would have been the craziest <laughs> boner of my life. That well, that was like they just like they were like this is going to be so cool, and then she like walked on the set and they're like. <laughs> There, there is actually a picture of it. Give There's pictures of yeah. You and I talked about this. There's pictures in Fangoria of it and another UK magazine I have. And it is like, this woman is gorgeous. She's a very beautiful But you put woman. this burnt head nastiness on there, and like she could come out naked right now and be like, oh shit, where's the exit sign? I don't know, I'm out. <laughs> There's no way. She is so horrible looking with that thing on. So, this is why we need the bag. For her head. Yeah. So, so there's another thing that I, I forgot that I wrote this. I've watched this movie hundreds of times, and I've never. I think that is a gross, gross ex- extrapolation of how many times you've seen this movie. I've never noticed that there's a scene. So, so Nancy gets all of the Dream Warriors together, and she's like, "We've got to join back together. We've got and to then fight Freddy." But they go into the TV room, and like, there's still scorch marks. 
all over the wall. It's been like three days. Like you'd think that they'd be like, we should probably clean this up real quick. We should make sure <laughs> they're not thinking about yeah. their dead friend yeah. right now. Like it's only like one step away from her still dangling from the TV set. Like, <laughs> what if they never took her down? <laughs> they're like, man, this TV set's always dead. <laughs> I hate cable. It sucks. <laughs> and then we also meet Nancy's father, who's a drunk. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know, man. But, like, this is where the franchise really gets shit. Yeah. Because, like, we get drunk daddy, and then we get the bastard son of a hundred maniacs subplot, which is just beat to death in the next two movies. It's so bad. Yeah. No, it's uh, – so, so now we're, like, sucked into all these separate dreams. And the one is like starting right back in the move, the beginning of the movie. We get to hear Into the Fire again, so that's like a big plus. They and didn't then, have money for a third Dawkins song. No, they right? got those two, and man, did they make that work. It's a good song. <laughs> but uh, that's where we get the scene that I always remember from this movie. Like, there's a lot of scenes that are great in this movie, but I always remembered the line from Freddy where, like, in the first part of the movie, there's a guy's like, hey, honey, where's the ice cubes? Or, like, whatever the fuck he has. Where's the bourbon? Yeah, where's the bourbon? And then, like, he No, where's the fucking bourbon? bourbon. Yeah. Which is what Stephen sounds like when he's drunk. (laughs) But then... Accurate. When you realize that you're in a dream this time, it's Freddy, and he's like, I said, where's the goddamn bourbon? Like, but then it gets back to him calling another woman a bitch in the scene. Um, does he call her a bitch in that? I'm pretty sure he said, I asked, where's the bourbon, bitch? God, this movie is so demeaning to women. I hate it, but, like, it's still entertaining. I've watched this movie, like, six times. Like, I, I, I can fight past the... It's not my most watched nightmare. Yeah. But, it's, but then we get, like... It's such, like, a... They just are, like, fucking flying through killing people. So you Yeah, this got, start, like, this goes fast. Yeah, like, I thought that this was stretched out a lot longer, but it's like, hey, here's the needle wounds death, here's the, the chair death. The chair death is so weak. It is such a bad scene. Um, and have you ever seen... The, so originally he was supposed to, like, shove the, the you know, the syringes. needles, the syringes into her arm, and her head was supposed to, like, explode. And, and you can see footage of it, and it looked... Bad. Like they made a good decision cutting that scene out because it just mm-hmm. didn't look good at all. Um, but yeah, then we get a cool like one of the, the only other note that I have because again I just got sucked into Dream Warriors once again. But like the guy who grew up with a dad who made me watch Jason the Argonauts over and over and over again was fucking loving Skeleton Freddy. And I have a note that is so painfully dated. I hate it. I love it. I love it because it reminds me of all Jason of Jason the Argonauts. It looks, that's why I don't yeah, It looks it. exactly like Jason But this is 1987. Yeah. Not 1957. So, so 20-some years, 20, 30 years since yeah. Jason the Argonauts. And it's the same claymation skeleton quality. <laughs> but here, I do have a note about the fight where they're having... I think that it was having... weird when the Cyclops came out afterwards. <laughs> Cyclops, Freddy, I would be all about. But like... So he kind of got it. He was the giant dick that tried to eat her in that one scene. Yeah. yeah. Except Cue Bob Shea coming in. Yeah, I yeah. like that dick. I want that dick in my movie. Um, there should be more dick in movie. I'm just saying it right that's now. That's why he did Altered Carbon. Uh, so Nailed it. Here's a line from, from right before the skeleton scene. The souls of the children give me strength. And I'm like, calm down, Jared Fogle. <laughs> That hit way better than I expected. Um, so then we have Dream Daddy, which is I, I, I'm going to make a pop band called Dream Daddy. Like it's just gonna be, did you, you you know like that that um, AFI slash 
uh, No Doubt Band Dream Car. Yeah. It's gonna sound like that, except me doing a very poor Davey Havoc impression, but it's gonna be called Dream Daddy. It's gonna be just like, this <laughs> uh, is gonna be. But so, um, I really hate how fast Nancy's death is at the very end of this movie. Oh, it's, because like, it's like so like, unceremonious. For her being <laughs> like the face of Survivor Girls in this. Like, nobody lives as long as Nancy does in these movies. Like, she made it through two full movies. Yeah. It took her yeah, two weeks like, to get her hair did. <laughs> and she was only on set for five days. Yeah, like, that's why she had to do four and a half fucking hours. Beauty is pain, my friend. She's like, I'm going to make the most of my Nancy. So do you have anything else to say about Dream Warriors besides the fact that the theme song's incredible? What else is there to say? Like, it's just so good, but so bad. And they made a lot of money. This is incredible. They only spent $4.5 million in total budget. Marketing with it, they spent about $6 million. They marketed it for for, for more. No, 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 no. They spent with total. So $4.5 on the movie, about $6 million with marketing. In the U.S., $44.8 $44.8 million in theater sales. Jesus Collective Christ. in North America, it was over $65 million. Yeah. Bob Shea got- was just like popping corks. He's like, I've done it! <laughs> Freddie Dick, it's going to sell movies. Now we just got to get him to put on some sunglasses and we can start selling action Just figures. get the fucking Freddie Dick to put on sunglasses and just be like... And then give him, like, a baby dick arm and put the fucking glove, or, like, the, the power glove on him and be like, hey, Breckenmeyer, come and play with my baby dick. So are, are we writing the, the, the Nightmare on Elm Street porn right now? Yeah. Um, Has it not? begun? <laughs> Wet Dream on Elm Street? Oh! Um, I was going to say... Matt, check, mate. Uh, bed smear on Elm Street. Uh... <laughs> As I get more buzzed, the jokes get more rude. Um, but I was going to say, like, actually what I am baffled by is with all of the stuff that they were, like, aiming for kids after these movies and how much they were pushing for all of this stuff. This is, like, the prime time of... Bitch. Like, of, <laughs> of, like, Ghostbusters toys. Of uh, Beetlejuice toys. And they didn't toys. make any Freddy toys. Yeah, Beetlejuice toys. Uh, all of these toys... You could have made so many action figures based on different dream versions of Freddy that I would have played with non-fucking-stop. And the thing is, is it wouldn't have even had to have been in the movie. Yeah, they could just be like, hey, this is from a dream scene, too. We just haven't yeah, filmed it. absolutely. <laughs> it's like we were talking about in the last episode about the Cenobites. Like, yeah. they, they could have made bank in the early 90s with just, just Cenobites that didn't even make, make it into movies. Just like, here, here's a gory character and, like... Yeah. We'll sell it, and then they could have made like Worm Freddy. They could have made. Um, they could have Clay made Puppet Freddy. They, they could have made. They, they, they could have made stuff that didn't even make it into the movie. They could have made all the Dream Warriors. They could have made extra Dream Warriors. They could have made the Dream Child. They could have had. And it's not like it was unheard of. I bought so many action figures for movies that were not movies for me. Like I had all of the Alien action figures when I was like seven. That was, was like, was that 93 yeah. when they did the Alien? It was, it, it it was, was for Alien, Alien 3. 3. Yeah, yeah and I, was, I think Alien that was 92, 93. I remember those next to all the X-Men toys. And I was just so painfully obsessed with the X-Men toys. And like TMNT, X-Men, Alien 3. And then they could have had Nightmare on Elm Street right next to it. 
And it, they could have done the G.I. Joe size. Yeah. And they could have made so much bank because all the, their nine-point articulation or 16-point articulation, they're not crazy. And it would have been the best episode of They the would have just been reskinned. That's all. They would have taken <laughs> yeah. those molds and just remolded them from the, from the G.I. Joes, and they would have made so much money. Yeah. Could you imagine all these kids on the playground like, yay! They're like, I love my child molesters, bird! You know, like, that's the thing. Is that they took away the child molestation and made him like a an almost sad figure by being like he can't help being a fucking child rapist because he was his mother was raped by a hundred maniacs no like you're a bad dude i don't give a fuck what happened to you (laughs) you know and that's that's also a really bad thing that they kind of if if they were going to make the nightmare remake good and i've said this so many times like if you're going to make remake freddy make him remake him fuck no you remake him as ambiguous like that it doesn't matter because See, the always, end result is the same. I don't want him to be innocent and then come back for revenge. I don't want him to be a child rapist and come back for revenge. I want it to be like no one knows and it doesn't matter because he's going to kill your kids regardless. Fair enough. Uh, but I think that's all we have for the Dream Warriors. Thank you everybody for hanging out. listening to the Geekscape Network.